as lieutenant governor. You're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. Follow-up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have pu publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in, inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that choice. I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even get it out of my mouth. You know, if politics doesn't work out, I can always start one of these channels. <laughs> vote, vote. Early voting starts October 29th in New York State. California early ballots just got sent out last week. You said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. This is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Um, Day three of being a girl, and I've already become a bimbo. With the queen herself, we are drinking martinis at 2.55 on a Monday on Sunset Boulevard, and then we're going makeup shopping. We love it. Cheers. Cookies? Yeah. The bimbos yeah. are bimboing. It's 100%. You need it. You literally need that. <laughs> this way. Yeah. We shop. It's been an amazing day as a bimbo. I think it's a good fit for me. What do you think, ladies? Love ya! Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to Indivisible and state legislature candidates? History is truly at a turning point. It's the beginning of uh, a global mobilization effort to rally our forces behind this great reset initiative. 
energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. We will destroy, unfortunately, a lot of employment. The future is already here. It's coming like a tsunami. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense. And we have to prepare ourselves already now. The most important thing to know about the future is that humans will soon be hackable animals. Elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Great to uh, be back once you, once again with you. Hope you're doing well. <clears throat> Beginning good. Everybody stumbling out of the door uh, into the live stream here. All right. Anyway, lots to uh, go into today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about Kanye and uh, the uh, basically how it's being destroyed by the ADL. That's always a, it's always a fascinating uh, story when uh, these uh, groups and organizations that uh, supposedly don't hold any uh, disproportionate power manage to destroy billionaires because they say the wrong things. So we'll talk about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Elon Musk's uh, Twitter purchase seems to be going through, so that is happening Friday, I believe. He showed up at the Twitter headquarters today. Uh, it's uh, certainly good times <clears throat> for those who like to see the uh, SJWs squirm. He's going to fire about 75% of the workers there, I guess. So th that's always good. Uh, I hope he doesn't have a uh, you know fourth industrial revolution trick up his sleeve, but we'll see what happens. Um, could be interesting. Anyway, some other stuff as well. We'll see if we have time to get to it. We uh, need to talk a little bit about the um, guy in the UK there, Rishi Sunak, taking over. I was going to cover that in the Weekend Warrior show, but uh, uh, couldn't squeeze it in. Uh, we also have little updates on the COVID situation, not that much. Uh, I hope to end with uh, actually uh, some info out of uh, Czech Republic. They're actually um, digging uh, far back into the uh, European record and digging up some interesting things uh, over there. So we'll, I might take a look at that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join us today, Rumble and Odyssey, we're going out live to both platforms. You can super chat there. You can also shoot super chat on entropystream.live slash TV. And I'm seeing uh, Flying Dutchman over there. Thank you. Good to see you. Uh, I hear Yi and Laura Loomer are both going to speak at Amron. Uh, the sparks are going to fly. It would be great if we could get Kanye there, to be honest. So, uh, so I'm speaking at Amron. I actually talked to. I was going to try to get Jared on here uh, in a couple of days. Uh, but yes, Laura, <laughs> Laura Loomer is going to speak at Amron as well. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's split uh, right down. I'm definitely on Team Kanye. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that much anyway. But uh, yeah, good, <laughs> good call. Thank you, Flying Dutchman. Appreciate that. All right, so. We have, when is that? It's on November 18th to 20th, uh, Amron. So if you want to attend, uh, get your uh, get your tickets now. I think there's some left. Uh, I got to get Jared on and, and talk a little bit more about that. I'm kind of late in the promo uh, game here. But thank you for reminding us, Flying Dutchman. I appreciate that. So, yes, uh, we should just be go, kind of go right into it, really, and talk about this now. Uh, billionaire no more from uh, Forbes uh, magazine here. Kanye West's anti-Semitism obliterates his net worth, worth as Adidas cut ties. This is today as yesterday, actually. <clears throat> billionaires, folks. They can, uh, at a whim, destroy billionaires. Uh, I mean, he tells us a couple of things, which is that the net worth isn't really what the net worth is. It's kind of like crypto, right? 
if everyone took out all the money that supposedly is in like crypto, uh, that money, uh, it, it would go down right right away. So that money doesn't actually exist, right? It's like the collective value if if no one touches it, it to a certain extent. And since I guess someone like Kanye has a bunch of stuff at the, at the stock market and all those kinds of things and stocks and whatever it is. Uh, then uh, if the belief goes down because he did a boo-boo, he did something bad, then uh, there you go. It's going to go under. Just days ago, the rapper Come Fashion, is that how you, rapper Come Fashion entrepreneur? Kanye West challenged Adidas to drop him following the weeks-long barrage of anti-Semitic remarks made on social media. And in national media appearances, I can say anti-Semitic and Adidas cannot drop me, the rapper said, who allegedly now uses that, who legally now, sorry, allegedly, legally now goes by the name Yay. I think that's how Tucker introduces him anyway. Yay. I thought it was Yee. Isn't it Yee? On the Drink Champs podcast earlier in the month, we talked about that. Yee, who has worked with Adidas since 2013 on his Yeezy line of super expensive, super popular sneakers, Thought it was untouchable. After all, Adidas gets an estimated 4% to 8% of its sales from Yeezy products. According to investment bank Cowan, for Yee, it was an even bigger deal, accounting for $1.5 billion of his net worth. And here's uh, Stop Antisemitism going after the uh, German company. Of course, there's a Danish guy who I believe is the head of the company now. And it's the German a German guy. No, sorry. He was, um, wasn't he Swiss or something? I had the names up here a little bit ago. Uh, but the company, yes, is in uh, Germany. So you can kind of, you can kind of guess the rest of the story here. Uh, so New York Times here, sorry, Washington Post, Kanye West's anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism cost him Adidas and most of his empire. The sport is funny that, you know, you think that uh, people, uh, you know, can can who are billionaires, they, they're untouchables, right? They can nope. You can you can be destroyed overnight if you say the wrong things, which is kind of which tells you that people who stay quiet because they want to keep their wealth and keep their money and they don't want to say the wrong thing or whatever. It also demonstrates that at, at, at a whim, it can be they can be destroyed. It can be taken away, whether they do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing, or maybe even just because they don't like those people, right? And, and I mean, it's ADL primarily that's triggered uh, this, right? If you search for uh, well, so I have Adidas in there now. Let me let me delete that Kanye, right? Just on just straight up on Google, tons of stories, right? Full coverage, you know, his money, more news, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. We're going to compare it to another story a little bit later, comparing words as opposed to actual action, right? And again, of course, this is what gets most uh, most of the attention out there. So let's play, let me see here. Was it CNBC that had one? Yes, let's play a little bit from this one here. Anti-Defamation League urges Adidas to sever ties with Yeez Yeezy. Uh, let me see here. Here's the name. That's right. Here's the name of the guy. Thomas Ra- R- Rabe. I think his name is R- Rabe. What is he? Is he German? I'm just curious here. Let me search for that real quick here. Was he was Swiss maybe? Luxembourg. That's right. Okay. He Maybe he's just living. Uh, German businessman. He lives in Luxembourg. That's why I confused the thing. Okay. And then uh, Kasper Rur- Rurstedt. Or uh, he is out of Denmark. 
Uh, ADL urging Adidas to sever ties with, uh, uh, with Yee in a letter to Adidas. Uh, CEO Casper and uh, Chair Thomas Rabe, the rapper and designer formerly known as Kanye West, has in recent weeks made several degrading remarks about Jewish people and targeted his business partners with public threats. Earlier this month, Adidas said he was reviewing its relationship with Yee. Did they embed? Yes, here it is. Let's take a look at this here. Good stuff, folks. We're going to get an ad. What is Wall Street buzzing about? Still no word from Adidas about Kanye West. But the pressure is rising. The Anti-Defamation League today calling on Adidas to cut ties with Ye in a new letter. The rapper and designer has made several degrading remarks, dangerous remarks, and threatening remarks about Jewish people in recent weeks. The letter... Dangerous remarks, folks. Dangerous remarks. ...says, quote, We urge Adidas to reconsider supporting the Ye product line and to issue a statement making clear that the Adidas company and community has no tolerance whatsoever for anti-Semitism. Adidas did not immediately respond to requests from comment, did not immediately respond to requests from comment from CM Ye is currently under review after he trashed the company and its board, including on this show. Morningstar analyst David Swartz estimates Yeezy sales for Adidas did he? Did he? I, I didn't hear that. That would be interesting to hear that. Actually. It is to be around $2 billion annually, potentially making up 10% of Adidas's total sales. And today, Adidas announced preliminary third quarter results, which it lowered its full year 2022 guidance due to deterioration in traffic trends in China. Is that where they have the... Um is that what they have the teleprompter there? Where is she looking? It's That's been weird, a big burden. And also significant inventory buildup as consumer demand waned in major Western markets. The stock under pressure on that pre-announcement. But no word in the release or condemnation of Ye. Instead, the company's been releasing new Yeezy styles again this week. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. As we say. Can we get out of full screen there? Thank you. Yes. So uh, let me turn that off here. ADL letter to Adidas executives regarding Kanye. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Rorstedt and Mr. Rabe, in light of Kanye's West increasing strident anti-Semitic remarks over the past few weeks, we were disturbed to learn that Adidas, I think it's Adidas technically, right? Wasn't that what it was? Uh, plans to continue to release new products from his Yeezy brand without any seeming acknowledgement of the controversy surrounding his most recent remarks. Two weeks ago, after he wore a White Lives Matter shirt, Adidas said he was under review. At this point, what more do you need to review? We were particularly alarmed to see that the Adidas brand intends to release new products in the Yeezy line, including Yeezy's Boost 350. In the run-up to the most to the anniversary of the Pittsburgh Synagogue Massacre on October 27th. The, the way that they connect there, uh, those things there, she. It's, it's just like basically it is another it's just another Pittsburgh synagogue massacre. If you release the uh, Yeezy Boost 350, <clears throat> as I'm sure you're aware, Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, has recently used his media presence. Yeah, I wonder who's using his media presence, ADL, and social influence to espouse anti-Semitic tropes about Jewish intimidation, power, and control, among other anti-Semitic statements. 
Yi has blamed Jewish media, Jewish Zionists, for numerous alleged misdeeds, claiming that the, quote, Jewish people have owned the black voice and that the Jewish community, especially in the music industry, they'll take us and milk us till we die. <laughs> Such notions are deeply embedded in age-old anti-Semitic myths about Jewish greed and power and control of the entertainment industry. I think we have to read the, the, the rest there. Um... So so now the, the, the group that don't hold any disproportionate power or influence have gone out uh, and basically destroyed another billionaire because he says the wrong things about the group that holds no disproportionate power or influence, especially in the media. And of course, they've used the media by sending letters to them, right? Let's take a look at this clip here. It's a bit longer, but I want to see the, <laughs> a little bit what he says here. Our CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, was on MSNBC to discuss Adidas. It's shocking to see a company with a history that goes back to Nazi Germany refuse to condemn or even distance themselves from Ye's anti-Semitism. All companies must act in good conscience to, quote, ha to hashtag run away from hate. <clears throat> Incredible. This morning, police in Beverly Hills, California, are investigating the distribution of more than two dozen flyers found across the area blaming gun control on Jewish people. That's according to our NBC station there. Now, it's unclear if the flyers came from the same source, but it's just one of multiple anti-Semitic incidents in the Los Angeles area this weekend. One thing you may have seen that's getting a lot of attention is this image seen here from a tweet from the Anti-Defamation League. It shows members that it says are from an anti-Semitic group draping signs above an overpass in Los Angeles that read, quote, Kanye is right about the Jews and honk if you know. <laughs> They're referring to recent remarks. I mean, there's a, it's just, it's just very, it's a lot of, it's very funny to watch this, all this stuff, to be honest. I mean, it's obviously, it's a very serious topic and, and it's, uh, there's a lot of things that have happened like in the wake of this and overall this is a discussion topic but it's still just funny to to to, to watch this circus around this and and the complete freak out i mean kanye is not gonna you know save us or anything but oh boy has this been interesting to watch uh the the fact that he mentioned a couple of wrong things here it's it's just very uh, very entertaining if you uh, if you ask me marks made by yay aka kanye west in a series of interviews this month and the adl condemned the display calling it out Outrageous, further saying, quote, hate has no place in Los Angeles or elsewhere, and these attempts will not divide us. Joining me now is the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, Jonathan Greenblatt. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for being hey, my us. boy, it's Jonathan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you're welcome. Thank you. Display, Very good. Good to be here, Jonathan. Also asking Adidas to drop their partnership with West after he said this on a podcast. She Fix your tech, no guys. No, oh, okay. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. ...has dropped their partnership. Yeah, we watched that. There's Let's see with Jonathan. We've watched that already. Let's see what he says. Anyone at Adidas? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, there's no doubt that Kanye West... Is hey, Jonathan, you're coming in a bit hot, Jonathan. Can we? Uh, can you lower your mic uh, input gain a little bit, please? 
anti-Semitic remarks and doubling down on them again and again is having a real-world impact. He's normalizing anti-Semitism, as you said, Lindsay, in the intro, at a time when anti-Semitic acts are already at historic levels. And he's fanning the... I mean, of, of course, exactly, right? Am I right that they, it's, it's always at historic levels? Flames of hate and giving comfort, aid and comfort to the kind of white supremacist who you saw make a Heil Hitler salute on that L.A. overpass in the picture. I mean, I know that group. I'm not going to repeat their name, but they're a well-known racist anti-Semitic organization, and their tactic of hanging banners is nothing new. But the fact that they're invoking Kanye... How dare they hang banner of an, on an overpass? Should be outlawed, am I right? Hey West, one of the most popular entertainers in America shows how white supremacist hate groups are leveraging his anti-Jewish racism to normalize it across society. And to your point, I mean, we've seen prominent public figures like Anna Wintour and Amy Schumer and uh, Khloe Kardashian and David Schwimmer, Josh Gad all speak out and denounce this rhetoric, but it is stunning. It is shocking and stunning that Adidas, a company with a history that goes back to Nazi Germany. <laughs> See the links there. It's Nazi. Basically, basically the company is, is Nazi Germany, and and it's basically the Pittsburgh massacre, and it's stunning and uh, and shocking at the same time. Has not been able to condemn the worst display of anti-Jewish hate we've seen in a very long time. Jonathan, uh, uh, it's disturbing, and I want to talk about the real-world impacts here. Uh, the, these uh, these reporters on these channels, I'll tell you, this is <laughs> a league of their own. By, by these remarks and others, let's talk about the uptick that your group is seeing in incidents right now and, and the real-world impacts of this vitriol. Look, I mean, we saw last year a record number of acts of harassment, vandalism, and violence targeting Jewish people. I heard from people in Los Angeles over the weekend who saw the sign on the overpass. I heard from an elderly woman. You believe that? Signs and things? Like saying mean words? Can you believe such a thing? Received an anti-Semitic flyer in a, in a plastic bag in her mailbox with ashes inside of it. And it said, COVID is a Jewish plot. I mean, whether it's claiming that Jews are responsible for COVID, claiming that Jews have too much power, claiming that Jews are this or that, these age-old myths, Lindsay, that intimidate, are used to intimidate and terrorize people are... Yeah, because that <clears throat> it's kind of interesting how that has not been underlined right now with the, with the fact that you can have a billionaire sort of super popular being uh, destroyed, uh, uh, <laughs> utterly destroyed and dropped by every major corporation uh, because, you know, you know, you know, it's just, it's nothing at all to do with the fact that, like, you know, to find out you can't criticize... Or to find out who rules over you, find out you're not allowed to criticize. I think he's learned the hard way here. Uh, that's why this is so hilarious to watch because they it's it just, I mean, the oives and the kvetching is just like a, a, th a thousand right on the gain level right now. Uh, and of course, in the wake of this, he managed to, uh, they have managed to get Adidas, as we say, to actually end its partnership with Kanye. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's see what else he says. Inexcusable, which is why we've said Adidas needs to drop Kanye, needs to make a clear statement. So we've launched this campaign, hashtag run away from hate. 
They need. <laughs> That's the ca- it's always some campaigning thing. I, I'm not going to go over this again because I've talked about it many times. But uh, re- just remember also what uh, ADL did to Iceland and the tourist industry there by threatening them that they have to approve uh, male genital mutilation once again in the country, that we're going to ban that. And that was seen as an anti-Semitic act. Remember that? They, I'm saying it doesn't just happen to like billionaires and very influential people, whether they're musicians or you know fashion designers or whatever. It is. Entire countries are being threatened and destroyed by this mob, uh, you know, mentality and the incredible dis- disproportionate power and influence that groups like the ADL holds. Need to finally step up and do the right thing. It shouldn't be so hard. Jonathan, Ye obviously has a very large reach uh, and following. Are you optimistic here that and that's the big problem here? People huh? are, are speaking out and denouncing these comments um, th- that that hopefully they won't stick. Well, look, I mean, I think as you said, I mean, he has a huge platform. He had 31 million followers on Twitter. They can't. Uh, they can't have that. Did he get his Instagram back, or is he off of that now? Uh, we got to follow up on that. Has an extraordinary legion of fans. And yet he finds himself keeping company now with some of the worst elements of society, <laughs> from the nation of Islam to the alt-right oh, no. to white supremacists. These are the people that's who are defending. That's why Kanye or Yee is going to go to Amron this year, and he's going to speak and talk about disproportionate Jewish power, and that's going to be very interesting. Yee's hateful conspiracies, the fact that he's naming the Jews. If he really wants to his you know cohort to be white supremacists in the nation of Islam, God bless him. But I think most Americans... But, people, but we, he can do that, but we will destroy him and, and, and ruin his net worth in the process, okay? Of course you got free. You, you can stand over there and say what you want to say, uh, but we'll take all your money from you, okay? People of good faith, Jewish, non-Jewish, black and white, people from all walks of life. Are repulsed. Oh sure, they they uh, they're very, they're surely you think you can keep keep in mind uh, pro-white uh, individuals in that too. They, it's very inclusive over there at the ADL. By this kind of racism and hate, they want nothing to do with it. And so again, whether it's the people I mentioned have spoken out, Gap breaking with him, Balenciaga breaking with him, Vogue breaking with him. I hope all people of good faith and companies with any conscience, mm-hmm. will break with yeah. Kanye once right. and for all. Jonathan is here as a representation of our moral collective conscience to tell us what what really is the right thing to do, right? Uh, so here's the uh, update here regarding, oh, this was kind of funny too. We don't have time to look at this one, but they, there was a, the, a local report here, um, Fox 11 LA, about that overpass thing, and I think they brought on... Uh, they showed the car that was thrown out some of those uh, notes and stuff like that, and they talked with this guy. It was kind of funny. But anyway, we don't have time for that. It's kind of details. Here is the uh, updated kind of uh, – uh, here's an updated report then on Adidas actually ending its partnership with uh, Kanye West. Let's take a look at this. Adidas has now officially severed ties with Kanye West, who, of course, legally changed his name to Ye. The German sportswear company is the latest brand to distance itself from him after a series of offensive anti-Semitic comments in recent days. Let's get a closer look at where things stand this morning. CNN Chief Business Correspondent Christine Romans and CNN Senior Media Reporter Oliver Darcy are here. Holy so, Christine, shit, look at that guy. What happened to? I mean, he's always looked, you know, weird and stuff. But man, look at that. Woo! Holy smokes! 
coke uh, prostitution coke binge yesterday is that what happened one of the things that was interesting Oliver, is we have heard huh? calls for days. Yeah. It was, I believe, last Thursday that the ADL came out and said, hey, Adidas, where are you in the wake of these comments? Because after he wore that White Lives Matter t-shirt, it was only a couple of days before they said we're reviewing the partnership. That's right. You can, if you think that White Lives Matter, we should review your business practices. You should, in fact, be booted off of your major business contract and lose major bank accounts, like, of course, Kanye did as well, uh, in the wake of saying that uh, White Lives a matter. I think I think the lines are pretty clearly drawn here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Is there any idea why it took so long for Adidas to say yeah, what, anything? What the hell? Well, and for we, can we destroy Adidas too in the wake of this? The, the, it took way too long for them to do their own review process and make up their own minds. While there, it was boycott Adidas was also trending as people mm -hmm. were really discussing this. Look, this is a, a long-term partnership between the two going back to all the way to 2013. And, and uh, Kanye West, I mean, he is a billionaire, according to Forbes, in part because going of the tennis back all the way It's almost like... That's almost as long as, um, I don't know, um, kind of as, as far back as, as Nazi Germany, almost. If you, think, if you think about it, that's basically what it is. Cells hmm? that are uh, with Adidas, this partnership. This is what Adidas is saying about terminating the partnership immediately now. Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Uh, his recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, <laughs> and fairness. The company goes on in this press release to say this will hurt the company financially. They know they're going to take a hit. That hit is going to be uh, about uh, 240. They, they, they received the official public notice and then they received the unofficial notice from uh, from Greenblatt or uh, a myriad of other uh, Jewish groups, right? And it was basically, we'll, we'll destroy your company. If you don't do this, we'll destroy your company. Okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's their attitude. Total mob uh, tactics, essentially, that they're using. $6 million in the company's net income in 2022 because they do have such a, a deep partnership with him. No word if they're going to pull the products. I think yeah. that's interesting as well. And you know that he's had a sort of a divorce, a messy breakup from Gap as well over, they say, you know, differences in, in, in management opinions. Uh, unclear if they're going to be pulling any of that, uh, any of that merchandise either. I mean, I found some online this morning. Right. Uh, so it's, it's still for sale, whether, whether that changes oh and how I can't believe we'll that. See. Oliver, as I understand it, you actually just heard from the ADL. Yeah, the ADL is praising Yes, ADL. I had a, I, we, have a I direct, we have a direct line. We have a separate phone, the ADL phone. It's uh, it's blue and white, and whenever whenever they need something, they call me, and and then I'll I'll get on uh, I'll get on with you guys, and I'll tell you right away, uh, you know what their concerns are. It'll take a few minutes to mic up Jonathan in the, in the green room, but you know in the meantime, I'll I'll let you know right away what we think and what should be done. Okay. for taking this step. Uh, but I think if we look backwards here, um, this really did test uh, businesses and show how much hate they were really willing to tolerate before cutting ties with West. It wasn't like he is making these comments in private and a news organization reported it out. He was going on these anti-Semitic rants in broad daylight. In and it broad? still took a couple I can't believe this. In broad daylight, he said he, he, thought, he thought that Jewish people had disproportionate power and he saw he thought that uh, they were being using the black community right but uh no it's almost like uh, it's almost like he was uh, correct in the fact of uh, how, how they can destroy people's lives if you uh, if you disagree with them weeks for these companies mm -hmm. to cut ties uh, and and end the relationships with uh kanye west and i think the second question here is where does kanye west go from now or, or go go now uh you know it's hard to imagine other businesses are going to want to uh do uh, par partner with him 
And so the question is, where where does he go? And so, that, so he's saying here that the business world is pretty much um, pretty much locked in on this. Is that what he's saying here? Man, that's not Semitic. business that's welcoming him, welcoming him with open arms right now is Parler, and that's this social media platform, which is a hotbed for right wing extremism. And so it's really a tremendous fall from Kanye for Kanye West, someone who's a cultural sensation. Uh, people grew up listening to his music, and now he's got you know just mm, tens of companies under the microscope. Look at that. <laughs> Is this because they still Spotify still has his music, Apple still has his music, Universal uh, still holds, or, or I guess that's the label that he's been doing his mo- Now they are under the microscope until you submit and do what we tell you to do. Okay, the parlor logo there too, but he bought that, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just unbelievable. Thousands Holy of shit. followers on this really radical. I think that um, the cat's out of the bag on this one, folks. They, they can't put that cat back in the bag on this one. A website which he says he wants to buy. We see some familiar logos there on the screen, Spotify and Apple, Christine. So we know among other companies and organizations that have cut ties with them, CAA, uh, his agents, Talent Management Agency, Balenciaga also ended its partnership with him. But there are calls online, right, from everyday people and and others saying, hey, Apple, Spotify, others, you You need to... You mean powerful, uh, influential people, is it? Look at your relationships. Do we have a sense of what those relations? I mean, are there really existing partnerships, is there, or is it just that the music is available there? We think you should. It, pull it's it off? basically just like it, it's hard. I can't express like the the level of of just insane nightmarish attitudes among these people who are sitting here on the media, and it's just as soon as the go ahead comes, who is out? Who do? Who are we targeting today? The whole fucking apparatus just gets to work on like, okay, all right, there we go. Okay, his, what, are we, what are we doing about these companies? And here's a company still doing business with this man. And obviously all of it has to be shut down. This, this, is, a month, this is, is what journalism has become in the, like in the current year. It's just like segment after segment after segment of just like how do we break down this, this person's power and their influence how do we take their money? How do we sever their business uh, connections to other businesses? I mean, it, it's just, it's incredible. I can't really, I, I'm not conveying really, really well how insane this is, to be honest. ADL st- statement on Adidas' decision to end a partnership with Kanye. <clears throat> uh, ADL today welcomed the decision by Adidas to end its partnership with, yay, the artist formerly owns blah, blah, blah. Jonathan Greenblatt issued the following statement. This is a very positive outcome. It illustrates that anti-Semitism is unacceptable and creates consequences. Without a doubt, Adidas has done the right thing by cutting ties with Ye after his vicious anti-Semitic rants. We are proud to see many joined ADL's campaign, hashtag run away from hate that pressured Adidas towards this decision, including the thousands of people in the media uh, who who did our bidding, uh, and the people who sent emails, the dozens of celebrities who spoke up, the prominent brands who cut ties. Taken together, all these elements sent an unambiguous signal that moved the company to take action. In the end, Adidas' action sends a powerful message that anti-Semitism and bigotry have no place in society. Yeah, so considering the next thing we'll, we'll look at, we'll, we'll keep some of those statements in mind, right? Because here we're talking about someone who's used words and he had the, the wrong opinions, essentially. On the flip side of this, of course, the very same media and organization, like the ADL in this case, 
are driving a vicious and violent anti-white rhetoric, right? Continuously, which is actually leading to violence out there. It's leading to people driving over people with cars because they're white. It's leading to people getting stabbed and beaten. It leads to people getting raped. All kinds of things are happening out there. But you see, that's that's the accepted form of uh, of terrorism and violence that these groups not only looks the other way for, but I think on one level kind of encourages, right? So um, in the wake of this, you had check check out this one. Like, um, let me take these here real quick too before we uh, get too far. Black Phillips says, uh, "Hail Henrik, are you planning on a Halloween stream this year?" Yes, we are. I consider those your best episodes of the year. Also, a word of advice about Parlor now that Kanye owns it. Uh, I'd stay away for a little uh, still because Glowies might be watching even harder. Yeah, it's maybe we had a we had a Parlor account. I haven't posted on there for forever, to be honest, right? But yeah, uh, yeah. So Halloween stream is coming up Sunday. We're doing that instead of the Weekend Warrior show. Uh, so we're uh, booking that in. Uh, we haven't decided on a time to start yet, but uh, probably. Um, afternoon uh, Pacific time, I would reckon, towards the evening uh, Eastern time. So that would be towards uh, towards night uh, Central European time, kind of a, as usual, I guess, uh, that time. So that's coming up. Thank you, uh, Black Philip. Bill Hoover says, uh, white, frat, white fragile, or is it Jewish fragile? Yeah, like white fragility, exactly. Yeah, the difference is they have the a whole mechanism and, and uh, essentially media and corporate and banking infrastructure in place just to like to execute, just push that button to like destroy someone's life over over a course of a couple of weeks, including billionaires, right? It also shows you that it doesn't matter how much you have and and what you're trying to protect or stuff. You need everybody to to speak out, or this is just going to get worse and worse, obviously, right? Uh, Bill Hoover again says, I guess uh, the uh, GOP is not interested in fighting cancel culture anymore. Yes, no, I haven't heard too much about that. Isn't that interesting? It's one of those things that uh, you have the uh, bipartisan uh, approach to, to these kinds of topics, right? Uh, listen to this here. Um, listen to what a teacher supposed... I'm just feeling this is this insane exaggeration and overplaying this whole thing and 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 people jumping on this to kind of benefit from it or, or to fling further shit on Kanyeans and basically say if any if anybody even raises a point of someone being Jewish, that's now Kanye's uh, fault, essentially. Listen to this clip here. A student came up to me in front of everyone and said, Miss Shana, are you Jewish? And I responded with, why are you asking? And their response was, because it's concerning. And I said, why is it concerning? And they said, because it's not good. And then another student shouted out, Kanye West hates Jews. <laughs> what do you think? Is that, uh, is that, is that, is that, did that, did that really happen? You know what I mean? <clears throat> I I think they, they love this because they can just gloat it on and make their social media TikToks and, and uh, videos and shit. Oh, I was, uh... <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it if this is complete, complete bullshit, to be honest. Uh, all right, so this is a good one. Here's actually um, Jeremy Kaufman. He's the uh, he's the one who started. He, he was starting a library, which, of course, turned into Odyssey, right? Uh, good guy. Very honest. Uh, I mean, he's a libertarian. I think he's running still as a libertarian. 
uh, New Hampshire. He was like under attack recently for obviously building uh, Odyssey and all these things. You giving platforms to people we don't like. What are you going to do? Uh, he had this. If you pretty much replace the word whiteness with Jewishness, pretty much every major news publication sounds like Kanye. How Jewishness poses the greatest threat to U.S. democracy. Washington Post. America's problem is Jewish people keep backing the Republican Party. <laughs> the root Jewishness is a pandemic. And uh, NPR, the Jewishness of wealth. Why black Americans pay higher taxes? <laughs> nice. That's that's basically that was going around. Good, good, uh, good job, man. That's uh, that's great. Now, I, as I said, I think that the cat's out of the bag on this one. Uh, here is uh, the tech lead. This is the ex Google guy. We covered him. I forget. Was it over the women thing or something or diversity? I forget. Or was he accused of being a white supremacist? This guy or something like that. Uh, let's, it's a longer video, but I want to show a couple of things that he talks about. Listen to this here. This is like, yeah, this is this, uh, the, whoops, <clears throat> whoops is all I can say on this one. <laughs> Kanye West, is he actually right about some of the things that he's saying? Once we move past all of the hurt and historic anger that pulls up memories of the Holocaust, we want to take a look at the things he's actually saying and does he even have a point here moving past the emotional anger? And I think this is something that Kanye West actually suggested we do as well. We kind of forget about history and take a look just at the engineering, the logical, rational side of all of this. Oh, shit, man. Like I tell you, <clears throat> these guys, welcome, welcome to club white supremacy, uh, Asian man. Because uh, you are not allowed to look uh, uh, kind of uh, statistically, uh, rationally, you know, objectively at these kinds of things. You're, you're not. This, is, this needs to be your blind spot and you cannot touch on these things. Okay. Because for all of the emotional outrage that he causes when he says the words like the Jewish media, I mean, the media is kind of controlled by a lot of Jewish people Ooh. out here. We can actually see here who controls nice. your mind. This was a chart back in 2013. Sheesh. All of these red is Jewish people, right? So they own like Universal Studios, ABC News, CBS, CNN, Columbia Pictures, DreamWorks, Facebook, Google, also run by Jewish people, Yahoo, Marvel, Pixar, The New York Post, LucasArts, MSNBC, DreamWorks, Comcast, The New York Times, Comedy Central, Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, a lot of these large media organizations and tech companies well, that you are- I can't say that. It's it's literally just, it's, it's just, it's real. It's what it is. Why, what do you mean? Uh, do you think that's going to be his next video? <laughs> what do you mean I can't have my channel anymore? Are able to shape global narratives are run by Jewish people. <laughs> so does Kanye West have a point here? Bruh. And to me, it's kind of like saying there's a lot of white male power in executive management positions in corporate companies. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets mad about that. But nope. when Kanye West says there's a lot of people of Jewish religion in these media companies and tech companies, then everybody gets upset all of a sudden. And I think you have to remember that someone like Kanye West, who got to the level of success that he's at on the global scale, does not live in the same kind of politically correct, naive, bubble-wrapped world that we live in, but he's in this cold, hard, realist world, and he must see things and call things out for as they are. And so it's not entirely surprising to me that someone of his street smarts and instincts has also noticed that a large number of these media and tech organizations do seem to be run by people of the same religious faith. And what does that really mean? Maybe he's yeah, and it's more. It, it's okay. It's okay. But it's more. It's more than a religion too. That you can you can do a DNA test and you, you can you can find them on a on a <laughs> on a genetic distribution map, so to speak. 
just kind of calling that out and saying, what is this? Is there potentially a chance for, say, collusion in this space? So I wanted to give you my perspective on this as just a normal, uneducated tech bro on this with a passing interest in Jewish religion. And it is typically that I feel I can't trust any religious person basically, because they have an ulterior motive. So people will act in totally bizarre, unpredictable ways to me because they have some random doctrine that they've been brainwashed into thinking, right? Like some people are going to just randomly go sacrifice themselves for some cause. And that's totally bizarre to me because it's not a logical thing, but they're acting for their faith or religion. And so funny enough, if it were up to me, I would actually say that no person in a position of power should be religious. They should renounce their faith because now they are being holding to their people and they should be acting in a rational way not with some ulterior backhand motive which is to please their god and you know they're well, but every okay it's fine like this is but everybody does that right there's always going to be something you don't know or there's an ulterior motive or someone does it to, to gain you know gain more or benefit from it in some way kind of thing but it's ve but my point here is too it's like 18 minutes long it's about like 15 minutes ago so i'm not going to watch the rest here 15 minutes ago but but my point is this is very interesting because 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 what's happened what, Kanye said this, like, you can't criticize any any Jewish people because, like, they, they will cancel you, you'll get shut down, you can't criticize them. He said that they have disproportionate power, you know, these kinds of things, right? And, of course, because of what's happening to him, to him that they're proving his point. That, they're, that if it was... No, you can't say that because it's, it's false. So, therefore, we have to destroy your life. Yeah, but then you have used that disproportionate power to destroy someone. How does that, how does that work? And guys like that will pick this up. I think, I think cat's out of the bag. I think this is like... This is too, too, uh, too much, um, to be honest. And I think by... And they will just make it worse for themselves. They will dig their graves and the more they try to shut people down and stuff, especially, you know, guys like Kanye or whatever, uh, the worse it's going to get. As you say, you know, when your enemies are making a mistake, don't interrupt them. Per over at uh, Odyssey says, uh, when will ADL give it up? The propaganda they are spying, spewing, I guess, right? Uh, spewing out is so obvious. We'll let them continue and more and more people will wake up. Yeah, essentially, that that's what it is. It's... Uh, they're doing the uh, the they're doing the damage to themselves essentially by doing this. But I wanted to juxtapose that. Oh, pair over on entropy as well. Uh, Asian boys learning. Hope on. That's right. <clears throat> it's he's catching on. It's always funny when kind of the nerdy like the tech statistics like guy who just looks at numbers kind of thing like it, it, it <laughs> comes onto a topic like this because because. I mean, I, it, there was positive reviews here. It was like 19,000 thumbs up, 1,000 down. That's that's a very good. It's a very favorable view of the video. Uh, 250,000 views, right, was uh, yesterday. So I, 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 I'm sure something will, he will need to be getting in line as well. What, what do you have total subs here? Uh, yeah, yeah, 216,000 uh, 216, subs, right, on YouTube. That that's that's They can't have that either. Like, you definitely not have a Kanye that have 31 million followers on whatever it was, Instagram or Twitter or both or whatever. Uh, but even, like, if you have someone who has, like, 10,000 uh, subscribers, that is a problem if they say anything uh, that they don't like. Uh, but but juxtapose this to something like uh, Daryl Brooks Jr., right? The guy who drove into the uh, crowd of white people at the Christmas parade uh, in Waukesha. Yeah, there's that story again, like... 
how whiteness poses the greatest threat to U.S. democracy. That's to that's totally fine, but that's not going to generate any hatred or any, uh, you know, resentment or violence or shit like that. And of course, as we know, that's what happened. Exactly what happened uh, with someone like Daryl Brooks uh, Jr. Right? Um, he, he, I mean, he's essentially like a, a self-described like anti-white uh, terrorist, essentially. Right? We played some of the clips and all that stuff. So he found uh, he was convicted of killing six people. Uh, with his SUV at the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Nothing about who he targeted, nothing about why he targeted these people, nothing about his past, nothing about his followers on social media and Instagram. And of course, despite all that, you, of course, will remember names such as James Fields. You will remember names such as uh, Robert uh, Bowers. You will remember names such as uh, Dylan Roof and things like that. And those that are like in the lexicon of like white terrorists, essentially, right? Most people get him. If you tell uh, who's who's Daryl Brooks Jr., most people are like, I don't know. <laughs> there hasn't been that mantra and like super intense uh peppering or repetition in the media like it has whenever there's a, a white guy that does something bad and wrong or whatever, right? In this case, it's, it's nothing. Remember, they, initially, they, they drew, drew the line that this was an accident. He didn't even mean to do this. Well, most people quickly found out this guy is an anti-white uh, lunatic, right? This is terrorism. And not, none of that is being discussed. Here you have someone who's actually going out targeting a racial group, white people, simply because they are white and he hates white people. And the media narrative is, is what primarily is driving these people's hate right now. But oy vey, do we have to shut down Kanye West because he says the wrong thing about a group. Then that they go on and, and demonstrate and essentially prove <laughs> that he was correct on that. In this case, nothing about this, right? Check this. It's just one of these clips of, of this lunatic here, Daryl uh, Brooks, sitting in uh, court. Check this out. Any requests? First of all, to first the, of all, related what? to the jury instructions, sir. Man, yeah, yeah I, got, I got requests. It, it ain't like they're going to be honored, though. As it relates to the jury instructions, sir, what are you... I heard what the hell you said, man. Well, Mr. Brooks, that was very disrespectful. Yeah, and you and I've been getting disrespected since the beginning of this whole process. So welcome to the club. Mr. Brooks, Bruh. do you have any requests? I'm tired of the here too. I'm tired of it too. Do you have any requests you know as it relates to the jury instructions? Can't nobody understand why I'm frustrated. I'm gonna sit here and make decisions based on what you think I said when I didn't get consent for you to do any such thing. <clears throat> so I understand you may be upset, and I, I really do, no, but I've made my nothing. determinations. You don't understand nothing. You don't understand anything, Your Honor. You don't. We are, I'm going to mute him again because he's not answering the questions that I'm very clearly asking. Oh, let's watch it. Him, and I've given him five opportunities. Mr. Brown, any requests? <laughs> you, get, you get where I'm going with that, right? I mean... He's treated with cotton gloves, this guy. That was very disrespectful. Don't they like don't they sentence people to like more time in prison if they like say something against a judge that they don't like and shit like that? Mr. Brooks, that was very disrespectful. A jury found Brooks guilty on October 26th of all 76 charges, including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide after he drove into a parade parade in Waukesha on November 21st, 2021. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary.
of this despicable anti-white terrorist act and none in the media will call this out. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. And here they are pretending that the biggest and most dangerous thing is, is, is if Kanye mentioned, oh my god, he mentioned that Jewish, Jewish people have power. And they've shut people down in the past for saying as much. <clears throat> Again, so here, let me go back to that uh, point I had there. Search for Kanye, right, on, on Google. And it's just like top stories, right? Uh, 573, what is that, billion results, million results, whatever. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, that's bullshit too. You guys see the videos of like how those who those who click in on uh, on the next down here, one, two, three, four, et cetera, it all stops and then shows you the same thing. They're like minimizing the, the like very well, it could be that Google, the Google spiders have actually found these many results. That could be true. But they're not going to show them to you, right? Like, how do we get to these sources? There's like no honest search ending beyond the point. But the point is, it's like tons of re like hits on this and like, oh my God, what's the future of him? He's being dropped and ADL is attacking him and stuff. And then you ch check out, just type in Daryl Brooks, like Kanye. What did he say? He said a couple of bad things. Daryl Brooks killed six, uh, you know, white people intentionally, right? Nothing. It's it's one, two, three, three stories, right? There's a little bit. There's a little bit. Okay, there's a little bit of a segment now. 14 minutes ago. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, I stand corrected. At least we had that. First time I typed it in, we didn't have any. It was just no search results on news or anything like that. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Smacked me in the face. Okay, good. well, good then. At least that. Did it earlier. Not. It was like a couple of uh, latest stories. It was like uh, New York Times was one of the top ones. Now it's uh, JS Online for some reason. Uh, so that's shifted around a little bit. But um, anyway, the point is, okay, thank you. Glad you're doing that. But at, but at least you're not seeing. My point is, he actually killed people. He was going after them because they're white. And, and my point still stands. There's not a an active, like narrative about that in the media that somehow this is dangerous this is driving violence we're getting people killed now because people are like obsessed about like how, how bad whites are and how much power they hold and all these kinds of things right those lies are allowed to continue and i might you know as we flip over to like other parts of the world we can go to like south africa for example right this is you know you can it's hard to overlap the two sometimes between what's going on in the u.s and south africa but you could just make the general kind of point that whatever country you're, you're ending up with in the West, or where you've had, at least in the case of South Africa, white people found it, founding and, and starting and, and, and settling the country, you have these narratives being repeated and the same attitude there. South Africa is really like at the at the top of the line in terms of the insane violence and stuff and state-sanctioned state violence that you see. But that's why so many people are pointing to South Africa and they say, if we don't stop this, if this doesn't stop, we'll end up like South Africa. And it will be indiscriminately just like murder of white people. And they still deny it. And they still just like, oh, well, whatever. It's a, it's just a random act of violence. That's how they're treating uh, Daryl Brooks Jr., right? Just a random act of violence. It doesn't matter. It's it's, uh, it's nothing to do with anything. Then you give a, a white person saying the wrong thing on the Internet. And then it's immediately like a racist attack. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> off to jail with you. So remind me, remind me of this, right? The... Uh, this uh, the kill the boar video, right? Remember this? Let's go back. Here's, here's Malema from the EFF, the uh, uh, economic freedom fighters. Oh, yeah. 
Sima, Sipram Kondongo, Halayen, Sutukil, Umasa, Sutukil, Kilame, Kustapua, the Sama. And of course, then we covered the stories at the time that he was sitting in court. Uh, can you guarantee you're not going to say this in the future? And I know how can I know what's in the future? It was like this <laughs> very interesting, like, how can you know? Can, you understand what this is? Anyway, so what happened is that they said, no, oh, it's fine. You can sing Kill the Boar all you like. And of course, first thing that happened outside of the very courtroom, they started singing Kill the Boar. Let's try that again. So what happened? Well, it turns out we have a wave of farm attacks on uh, the boar, on white farmers in South Africa following that. Man, it's almost like, how how could, we don't understand, there's, there's no correlation to anything here. And this is what we stare, we're staring down this future in the West, all over the West, if current trends continue. Just more than a month after the Equality Court ruled on 25th of August 2022 that the struggle song Kill the Boar does not amount to hate speech. A wave of farm attacks and murders is sweeping through South Africa. Since August 26, eight people have been murdered and many more have been injured in another six separate attacks. According to the police official crime figures, 22 people were murdered in farm attacks during the first six months of this year. 12 in the first quarter and 10 in the second. These figures indicate that the number of murders have increased sharply over the past five weeks. In most recent incidents, Mr. Etiu de Tuit, or whatever his name is, from Serksprulit near Nerisplut was murdered. Love those Dutch names, by the way. It's very hard to pronounce. Was murdered, don't mean to laugh, but that's what it is. Murdered on 29th of September. It appears that he was bludgeoned to death while he was busy working at the water pumps. Many of the victims' injuries uh, serve as evidence of the excessive violence and brutality of the attacks. So you see what, and they list them all here, right? The farm murders, the collective ones there. Is this an an issue at all? Or no, this is is totally fine. There's no disproportionate violence, you know, being whipped up here in any regard, right? No, no, of course not. Where's your friend? Where's your friend? That would have been like a textbook example of like a racist hate crime, an attack on a white person, a white girl, just because they're uh, white, essentially, right? But uh, in this case, no. And, you know, and there's no point. I could show you videos after videos, and there's more. Like here's just the the, the war type scenarios going on in Brooklyn. We don't have to play some of these videos, right? 
You know, you know this now. There was like another video of a girl being brutally Where attacked. Where was you at? Yo, was out there recording, right? Nevaeh, be her up. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he's not gonna hit you. He's not gonna hit you. I'm right here. Go. Get this bitch. Get this bitch. Hit her, Nevaeh. Hit this bitch. Yeah, get that bitch. You dumb white hoe. Yeah. You dumb white hoe. She says right there. Apparently, it's the mom of one of the girls attacking this quote white hoe that's filming this thing. Oh, fuck off, nigga! I'm gonna start hitting y'all. Hit me! Hit me! It's done. It's done. It's just, I mean, we don't have to watch. There's, I have endless more of, of this. And we don't have to show you this over and over again. It's, that's not my point. It's not to demoralize you. It's just to show you that, that there's like a, this is like an ongoing issue. Like every day there is attacks like this, obvious anti-white attacks, uh, you know, racial hatred and stuff. And, you know, since we're not the one dominating the uh, mainstream media, um, you don't see anything about this. Instead, what's happening from those very same forces that the Asian guy talked about in the film studios, for example, we're getting movies about slavery. That's right, emancipation with Will Smith. That's I kind of forgotten about slavery. I couldn't couldn't really tell. It's been such a long time, you know. I just I couldn't even I couldn't even. What even is slavery? I've forgotten about that. Maybe it's time for another Holocaust movie. And in fact, it's so bad. Here's a story out of Edmonton in Canada, where basically if you just begin pro, like if you just objectively try to say that, well, this is the racial group of a perpetrator, you get uh, an onslaught from activists and uh, anti-white people that you shouldn't be allowed to even um, show who the perpetrator was, right? It was a... um, a story from the Edmonton police. It's from a little while ago now, but it's an interesting case study, right? Police use DNA phenotyping in unsolved sexual assault. They talk about a case back in 2019. They talked about the information, essentially, the raped woman had, right? He was black. He's uh, probably from East Africa, blah, blah, blah. This is his height. They had all these things, right? A news release. Edmonton police describing as 5'4", black toque, pants, sweater, hoodie. He was described as having an accent. He was believed to have fled west from the scene, blah, 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 all this stuff. So they employ a a company out of Virginia that details in in DNA phenotyping service. And so this was the... um, the result that they had, right? He li- he most likely look looks like this, right? And it was a, just a barrage of like tweets against the Edmonton police uh, on Twitter, primarily, but I think they had this on Facebook as well. Essentially, you are not even allowed to try to catch black criminals. Apparently, that's how bad it is now. EPS, Edmonton Police Services, statement on DNA phenotyping. My name is Inahu Unokre. I was Chief Operating Officer of the Community Safety and Wellbeing Bureau of the EPS. I'm responsible for overseeing our sexual assault section. It was my team that put out a release two days ago about the unsolved sexual assault of a young woman in 2019. This was a horrific sexual attack, one that nearly caused the death of the young woman, who was left unconscious and almost fully unclothed in a minus 27 I think that's uh, Celsius degree morning in March. It is the type of case from which a victim may never fully recover, made worse by the fact that after two years, she has not received justice. The violent nature of the assault, the fact that the victim uh, victim lost consciousness, and 
that the suspect was wearing bulky winter clothes and a face mask meant that we had very little to work with. Only that the suspect was black and about 5'4", with black toque, pants, sweater, hoodie, blah, blah, blah. He had an accent. In addition, we had no witnesses, no tips, no CCTV, and after two years, no leads. To move this stalled case forward, our team sought to the advice of colleagues in other just, uh, jurisdictions who had previously used DNA phenotyping and saw potential for it here. They commissioned a profile which was released on Tuesday. I have nothing but respect for my team for being willing to try every conceivable tactic to bring this case to a satisfactory conclusion. The victim deserves nothing less. I want to thank our people who do everything they can to pursue this work with rigor. They are relentless and I will ask them to be uh, I will not ask them to be anything less. But we were not and are not obviously to the legitimate question raised about the sus uh, sus suitability of this type of technology. The potential that a visual profile can provide for, uh, far too broad and characterization from within a racialized community, and in this case Edmonton's black community, was not something I adequately considered. There is an important need to balance the potential investigative value of a practice with the all-too-real risks and unintended consequences to marginalized communities. You are basically not allowed to find black uh, rapists because they're black. They're from a marginalized community, you see, so we shouldn't, we shouldn't go out and try to find the guy. In our release, we did try to qualify the benefits and limits of the technique we used here. We felt we were clear on this limit. We need, uh, we indi uh, indicated we saw it as a last resort and we thanked the media who attended our briefing for uh, producing careful and balanced stories that simil uh, similarly noted the intent of this work and the very fair criticisms that need to be considered. Anytime we use new technology, especially one that uh, does raise concerns about profiling of a marginalized group, we cannot be careful enough in how we validate these efforts and fully transparently consider the risk. We have heard legitimate external criticism uh, that we have done on our, uh, on our own gut checks internally uh, to determine whether we got the balance right. And as a leader, I, I don't think I did. While the tension I felt over this case, uh, sorry, uh, while the tension I felt over this ver was very real, I prioritized the investigation, which in this case involved the pursuit of justice for the victim, herself a member of a radicalized community, racialized, sorry, racialized community, over the potential harm to the black community. This was not acceptable trade-off, and I apologize for this. For this reason, EPS will be taking the following steps today. We are going to remove the visuals provided with the release from our website and will remove our social media images altogether effective this morning. We will be reviewing our internal process to better ensure the appropriate, robust and stress-tested tools are in place to better inform our decisions on such matters going forward. And we will continue to prioritize and explore every conceivable and appropriate means to find justice for the victim in this case. Well, how the hell are you going to do that without having any leads and have a rough idea of who did this all together? She deserves our continued efforts and focus. Well, what are you going to do? Nothing then. You can't do shit. And we will not give up on our efforts for her. Thank you. So again, point is, you can have people that are actual criminals and actual rapists. They're being protective by the virtue that they are not white, essentially. That's how insane things have gotten right now.
Ay, 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 ay. Well, some other cases. We don't have to play this again. This is like, but uh, this couple was murdered. This white uh, American couple beaten, terrorized. And then the parents, I think it was. Let me see. It hasn't been a week. And his girlfriend and the parents have started making excuses for his killers. That's right. <clears throat> DeWitt's family, she chosen to forgive the suspect, saying this is not only... Uh, this is not the only crime. It's everywhere. Just like his dad said, you really, you don't really know. You don't know how those kids were raised. You know what they were going through. Reedling told Fox News that uh, this is the girl, the girl's parents who were, who were killed by these guys here. But you know, Elijah is not the only criminal uh, crime. This is everywhere and it's horrible. So therefore, we forgive them. <laughs> this is like that. That's the shit that's going on right now. That's how insane it is. There was some update here too. Two black men who killed an 18-year-old Elijah DeWitt were part of a gang who terrorized Georgia, according to a source, who went to school with Elijah. Recently, two other gang members were arrested for the murder of six-year-old Abel Costellanos. <sighs> what kind of age is it again? Oh, that's right. It's an anti-white age. That's right. It's not. It's not. It's not anti-Semitism. That's the big problem. It's. It's. Uh, all the all the Europhobia out there. All the anti-white shit. That's the problem. Gunnar says, uh, I need the name of that science tranny research uh, tra tranny research guy <laughs> that had the uh, that had the two boys. I think you or Lana have done videos about him and the tranny start. Hmm. Thank you. Happy Halloween and congrats on the new kids. Thank you. School. Sc school. Uh, who is I no memory of who that is. Can you write us an email, Gunnar? Can you do that? Write us at uh, protomail.com. Let us know what a uh, little bit more specifics. Um, it might come to me just right at the top of my head right now. I, <clears throat> I can't remember who that was. Anyway, thank you, Gunnar. Uh, Gunnar says again, crap, posted my question in the wrong window for entropy. Okay, I need the name of that science training research guy that had the two boys. Yeah, do, send me an email and I'm sure we can find that for you. Thank you, uh, Gunnar. I appreciate that. And we had, what do we have here too? We had uh, Hexagod says, uh, so sad what was happening to Sweden, Henrik. My grandma would be disgusted or what has happened to Sweden. Yeah, but you're seeing, uh, you're finally beginning to see some uh, pushback, and uh, you're seeing that people are uh, willing to uh, actually discuss uh, what to do about the situation, essentially, right? All right, let's do this one here, too. This is kind of, uh, some people think it's a big deal. Some people say, eh, it's nothing. Uh, I'm still on the fence about it, to be honest, but um, Elon is buying uh, Twitter, and that is going ahead. And he showed up at the Twitter head queue today with a sink. I'm glad to see he's doing his own manual labor. That's great. Shortly after changing his bio to Chief Tweet, Chief Twit, rather, Elon Musk posted a video of himself walking into Twitter's San Francisco headquarters. Good. Entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in, he wrote. The video captured him walking into the business holding a sink, referencing a year-old stale meme. <clears throat> really? TechCrunch? Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, last week, the Washington Post reported that Musk plans to lay off 75% of, of the uh, people working at Twitter. That is great news. I, I do tell you that. that that's, that's only for that, if, for that alone, I think that's actually really good. You have a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of complaining right now, a lot of, uh, a lot of angry SJWs. And of course, that's kind of, uh, well, it's halfway worth it, right? If they don't like it, that's usually a kind of a good sign. But as I said, I, I still reserve my, um, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic 
for what Musk might or might not do in this case. Uh, to be honest, if he can uh, restructure it and lay it off and stuff, lay some people off, if if it could be slightly more free speech, sure, that's great. Now, I think he has, I think he's going to use this for his robotic shit in the back end. I think he's going to use this for uh, his Tesla bots and all that kind of stuff that he's developing. But you could look, look at a video on that in just a little bit here, right? Um, here's CNN, Elon Musk visiting Twitter headquarters this week ahead of ex- expected deal closing. So I think this Friday uh, there was a statement that he said that basically uh, expect the, uh, I guess, m- money transfer to happen. Was it $44 billion finally, the, the, the final number? Not a small, uh, not a small amount. And uh, I even thought it was something with the DOJ that were investigating him for this deal. I think that, they were, you know, I kind of thought that they would be shutting him down and stuff like that. But as of right now, at least, look, anything can, ha- can happen is only Wednesday. They have... Uh, I guess the rest of the day today and tomorrow uh, before that goes through. And they might do some, you know, emergency thing uh, until then. Uh, This is what CNN uh, said about this and why partially they're so concerned uh, with him uh, taking over Twitter. It looks like Elon Musk's deal to buy Twitter may be back on. Here are some of the potential winners and losers if Musk does end up taking over the company. Let's start out with some potential losers. One of the biggest losers is Elon Musk. After months of trying to kill this deal, it now appears the deal is back on and he'll be paying a premium for Twitter. He'll be inheriting a company that's facing a number of challenges from business issues to regulatory pressures. Another loser is Twitter's staff. There's likely to be a shakeup in the C-suite with Twitter's CEO almost certainly losing his job. Oh, no, how sad. We're so sad about that, eh? He'll get a big payout, but there'll be lots of Twitter employees who will be stuck dealing with the uncertainty from this takeover. Another loser is content moderation advocates. Musk has indicated that he wants fewer content restrictions on Twitter, and online safety experts have raised concerns that this could lead to more harassment, more false information, and other problematic content spreading on oh, the platform. Oh, probably, probably. Oh, you now don't like it? See, they don't. Tr- this is the thing, right? They don't. They don't trust him. If he, if Elon was truly an outsider here, I think he would be getting the Kanye West treatment. That, that's what I think. And look, that, that might be coming. I'm not saying Elon is like speaking out about Jewish influence and, and disproportionate uh, power and things like this, uh, <laughs> at least at this point. But the point is, if they felt that he was truly a threat to them and, and, and stuff like that, I, I think he'd be... Can- and, and so we'll see what happens. But as of right now, he seems to be kind of a, a, a an acceptable... A counterweight, essentially. Let me, let me just put it that way uh, nicely. To the potential winners. One of the winners is the Twitter shareholders. Twitter shareholders had already voted to approve this deal. It's clear that this is something that they want. The deal price that Musk agreed to had always marked a significant premium over where Twitter shares had been trading. And on news that Musk had renewed intentions of following through with the deal, share prices spiked. Another winner is the lawyers. Both Twitter and Elon Musk have hired some of the country's best mergers and acquisitions lawyers, and they're about to get paid handsomely no matter how- Did you say murders and acquisitions? (laughs) This deal turns out. Perhaps the biggest winner could be former President Donald Trump. After being banned from Twitter in 2021. Oy vey, here we go again. The the Jewish president is gonna come back on Twitter. We can't have that. Musk has indicated that he could bring Trump back to the platform and get rid of permanent bans altogether. If Trump decides to return to Twitter, it could give him a platform of millions that he hasn't had since being banned from the platform and mm. could have a significant impact if he decides to run for president again. Yep. And it might not just be Trump. Musk has indicated that he wants to get rid of permanent bans on Twitter altogether. So we Good. could see other banned accounts returning to the platform as well. 
that is very worrying to them. Very worrying. They don't like that. They can't control that. And they don't like it. You know, again, this could very well be part of the, you know, Trump is the, the he's going to come back. He's going to save us. He's the Messiah. You know, that kind of programming or whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, it could, of course, be be better with Trump on, on, on certain issues. Uh, but overall, I think it's just, um, nah. I'm, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, we've been, we, we try that. We've been there, done that. Not, not much happened. And so Musk could very well kind of be part of that. Um, let's just keep it simple. Could, controlled opposition, I guess. It, it, there's still a, a big chance that that's what this is uh, to a certain extent, right? And I think, and we've talked about this in the past, it, it could be that someone like Musk is seeking to use the massive data that uh, the Twitter have amassed over the years and will continue to amass uh, over the next few years to basically feed into his uh, artificial intelligence uh, algorithms and his, his, his development of deep learning and all those things, right? He's, of course, right now developing those, um, the, uh, the Android, essentially, right? The Tesla-produced Android. Reminder, in case you uh, forgot, check this out. So this is like they're showing off their first little prototype uh, of this machine. Later on in this presentation, they show that basically uh, they're going to do like the next two steps of this and they're going to make it more slick and better and all those kinds of things. So this is just like the first, uh, I guess, the baby steps of this technology or whatever. Uh, but um, not sure what that leaves you, but anybody who's building these like Terminator looking robots kind of makes me a little bit uneasy, right? And so then he has the Neuralink project. He could very well be feeding the Twitter algorithms into his deep learning open AI system. He, I guess he's off of open AI, right? He was part of producing that. He's the guy who basically said in the past that basically we're building a demon with this AI. We don't even know what it's going to do. And now he becomes the guy who's going to like oversee that project of realizing that. And Twitter could be very beneficial. That's just a, a huge data source. Um, for, you know, letting loose an AI on, essentially. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I'm not sure. Maybe that is not it. Maybe there, maybe there's maybe he's genuine, and this is all about him trying to save free speech and all that stuff, and okay, good for him if that's the case. Someone pulled out a scene from a movie called Transcendence. is back from 2014, where apparently Musk is making a cameo uh, during a presentation in the movie uh, on artificial intelligence advances and uh, on neural engineering. Look at this. Artificial intelligence has led to significant advancements in the field of neural engineering, as well as our understanding of the human brain. But while some focus on the still distant dream of a thinking computer, I believe the journey to be more important than the destination. My priority is to use my colleagues' accidental insights to develop new methods for the early detection of cancer and in the hopes of finding a cure for Alzheimer's. Simply put, to save lives. All right, there you go. So take that for what you will. Some people would call that predictive programming. He's like the, uh, he's the the uh, accepted like kind of. I mean, he's on a well. He's an anti-hero to to some, of course, but he's like a he's an acceptable counterweight essentially, right? Who might very well use some of his technologies to advance 
things like the fourth industrial revolution and the great reset and people are going to be uh, you know well no no he's he's honest he's he's our guy he's like one of these marvel uh, you know billionaires that's going to save everybody uh, there was a delay apparently they have some new stuff they're showing with the neuralink stuff too soon it was set uh, for i think like just a, 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 from a few days from now but uh, it's been uh, delayed until november 30th so that should be interesting remember we showed uh, videos in the past of him uh, showing implants in pigs he had done the monkeys remember that too through playing pong and they were i guess they all died or something like that there was like some horrible conditions that they were living in and all kinds of nasty uh, uh brutal stuff that they're doing for the sake of this you know fourth industrial revolution technology which of course of course it involves uh, you know computer brain interfaces and brain implants and all that kind of stuff right it is kind of crazy but that's something you have to keep in mind. Chalky, Chalky Milk, good to see you. Says, hi, Henrik, executive producer here. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Good, Glad that you're checking in. Um, checking in with official uh, executive producer comment. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Good to see you. Uh, yes, folks, check that out. We have those over on Odyssey now, too, by the way. We appreciate you. We'll give a little shout-out at the end of the show here. Always good to see you. Thank you, Chalky Milk. Uh, always always a pleasure. Let us go over to... Oh, I have that, too. Check out this, by the way. On the Pong, uh, the Pong issue, um, lab-grown brain cells play video game Pong. <clears throat> Researchers have grown, this is like the stuff that, you know, Musk and these people are involved in, right? Researchers have grown brain cells in a lab that have learned to play the 1970s tennis-like video game Pong. They say their mini-brain can sense and respond to its environment. Writing in the journal Neuron, Dr. Brett Kagan of the company Cortical Labs claims to have created the first sentient lab-grown brain in a dish. Oops. Other experts describe the work as exciting, but uh, saying calling the brain cells sentient is going too far. We could uh, we could find no better term to describe the device, Dr. Kagan said. It's able to take in information from an external source, process it, and then respond to it in real time. Is there actually a video of this here? Beer pong? Yeah. And then we get to program people with, of course, the Terminators are coming. Kind of like they want that future for us. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> All right. Uh, and yes, so uh, Zuckerberg, too, by the way, things are going bad for the metaverse, which is, um, uh, oh, well, but what a big shame, eh? Uh, revenue by user, uh, geography for meta, I guess, right? So that's down uh, the third quarter of 2022, significantly down. As you can see, it trends uh, down that way. People are not happy. Uh, what is Zuckerberg doing? Zero Hedge says, is he trying to Biden the company? What is this? Oh, we looked at that one. Uh, anyway, things are bad and down for uh, for for Meta or Facebook, if you will. Big shame, of course, as usual. All right, let's go over to the UK a little bit here and look at the new exciting prime minister uh, that Britain is going to have. Rishi Sunak has been confirmed as the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom after Penny Mordaunt withdraws from leadership race. He will become the first Asian Prime Minister in British history. <laughs> Returning officer in the leadership election, I can confirm uh, that we have received one valid nomination. <laughs> Rishi Sunak is therefore elected as leader of the Conservative Party. 
And let me play what he, I think this is one of his first uh, appearances, kind of awkward, his first address as the prime minister. I will work day in, day out to deliver for the British people. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, look, this is a, it's an important win for the uh, anti-whites, right? To get their man on the throne, at least a political throne, uh, of a former, if not the colonialist empire that used to exist, right? Uh, and so to get an Indian guy at the head of that, that of course is uh, highly symbolic and very important to them. Uh, there's another problem beyond the anti-white stuff too, and it's basically that this guy... He's the World Economic Forum uh, pick, essentially. He's he's one of the um, one of the worst picks that they could have done, right? We covered this story a while ago from the National Pulse. Would-be British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's family runs a channel-linked World Economic Forum partner company pub, uh, pushing digital ID and social credit scores, of course. And uh, he's, of course, um, he's the guy... Well, he has a page on the World Economic Forum uh, website. Uh, maybe that's not a huge deal. There's a lot of people on there regardless. But what's interesting about this is the double-pronged kind of a World Economic Forum advancements, I guess, for lack of a better term, in the UK right now. Because, of of course, on the, thr on the actual throne of the monarchy, uh, you have King Charles III, which is basically... He's the Great Reset guy. He's the one who, you know, pushed that video out first, even before the World Economic Forum. I guess... Technically, I guess they did it the same day, but he was like the first guy who like, you know, he became the public face of that in unison with World Economic Forum. That's why they changed their logo from the crown into the UN's uh, Sustainable Development Goal for 2030 uh, into their monarchy, uh, you know, symbol. So Britain, I think, and most English people, British people, thought that they would be getting like a Brexit, right? Well, we're, we're, we're disassociating ourselves from um, all the crazy stuff with globalism. And, you know, we, we pushed through Brexit. Now we're going to get, are they going to get it? We don't even know. Like what, what, what's going to be my point? Is, what's going to be the outcome of that, right? How good was that? How bad was that? Scotland is voting independent, you know, to be, the independence party is voting to disconnect from the, uh, from the UK so that they can go and join back into the EU again. That's how insane it is now, right? But like w between the king and potentially this guy, which is the, their great reset uh, fourth industrial revolution guy, um, you could see a UK going in a completely different direction than most people thought. But this, despite that, which is kind of interesting, people still think King Charles is like a, the, the, the bad guy when it comes to like a, the environment and stuff. Here's the uh, cringe group Just Stop Oil, who has done a bunch of you know stupid activism in the UK recently, like gluing themselves to the Van Gogh paintings and stuff like that, um, pieing and, and and damaging the King Charles wax figure at uh, Madame Tussauds uh, in London. Check this out. Like, what are you doing? He's he's your guy. <laughs> if there's ever was one guy who'd like would represent your shit, it's that guy. He's like hardcore environmentalist, uh, King Charles, right? All right. Anyway, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. But it is uh, it is pretty incredible that that uh, heel turn, I guess, uh, happened that quickly. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's not that bad, but uh, it could be really bad for the UK. Um, 
envir all the environmental stuff and you know it, it, there's just so many of these things going on right now just in, in Europe on the energy sector and um, you know the, the green what do they call it the the green transition really is the term that they're using. Uh, I would I would expect a UK under the leadership of these guys to, to be much more engaged in that. And, and in fact, it might go uh, in a very bad position for it. All right. Let me let me play you this as well. We got to talk a little bit about the the situation in the the EU. Uh, and we had a clip of Ursula von der Leyen a little bit. I just quickly want to talk about the uh, the Ukraine war. Where's that video here? I didn't pull that in. There it is. Um, we talk, we've talked about just how much money that Ukraine is is seeking. Um, Zelensky did a presentation in front of the uh, World Bank the other day. And um, check out the Weekend Warriors show because I covered that there. But it was a story about how the Rockefeller Foundation... George Soros Open Society, Bill and Melinda Gates were issuing a new fund. They're putting something. They, you know how these guys are. They can just they, they produce money out of nowhere. They put five million dollars together. That's going to pr create a collective fund in order to be able to lend more money out to second and third world countries, essentially. Uh, again, of course, to hasten you know the the Great Reset and all that kind of stuff, right? But there's so much money flying around and so much money that everyone else owes to everybody. Every, every country is in debt. It's like this circle jerk idiocy, right? IMF just draws up what they call SDR, special drawing rights, which basically is kind of an international currency, really, if you think about it. And in the wake of that, they're also seeking to fund Ukraine, these World Bank companies. <clears throat> and Ursula von der Leyen came out and said that basically they're going to give Kiev 1.5. The, the EU is going to give Kiev this unelected... Uh, goat, Ur Ursula von der Leyen, who's attacking someone like Georgia Maloney in Italy because she's of the wrong, you know, political, you know, faith, essentially, right? She's a fascist right winger, and she's going to destroy her. Uh, but this unelected bitch is going to decide for all of us European tax taxpayers how much money we're going to give every month to Ukraine. Listen to what she said. It is very important for Ukraine to have a predictable and stable flow of income. Um, and therefore, we, um, we assume and uh, we, we, the Ukraine is telling us that they need approximately three to four billion euros per month oh, good. Um, to, have for the, to, to have enough resources for the basics. And these three to four billion um, euros should be um, financed by the European Union, by our American friends and by the financial institutions. Therefore, the discussion was about round about 1.5 billion per month for Ukraine financed by the European Union. So this would give overall a figure of 18 billion for the next year. 18 billion for the next year. That's what it's going to cost uh, to fight Russia. Why you can't hear your home, pay your electricity bills, food shortages, potentially nothing's going to show up at the stores, inflation, prices skyrocketing. Uh, these grunts are going to give billions each month to Kiev. <laughs> it's just like, it's just such a mindfuck, you know? Shit. And we covered in the Weekend Warrior show as well, the um, dirty bomb false flag claims. It's kind of interesting because every time the West claims that like Russia is trying to do a false flag, then it's 
then it's okay. Then it's not wacky, crazy conspiracy theories. But if anybody else blames the West for false flag, then it's immediately disqu disqualified as a, as a kooky conspiracy uh, theory and, and uh, misinformation and crazy and stuff like that. Um, haven't heard any developments on that. It was over the weekend here. We had the uh, Russian <clears throat> member of the Security Council uh, pres presenting. I actually haven't seen that yet. I wanted to see what evidence they're presenting for this. Uh, but basically, Russia said that Ukraine has a dirty bomb. They're going to blow that up and blame it on Moscow in order to justify more involvement in the war uh, to get NATO and America actively engaged in this conflict. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, so here's uh, Zero Hedge here saying that the elite U.S. Airborne Division is now practicing for war near the Ukrainian border. At the moment, Ukraine says that Russian forces are starting to withdraw from key port city of Kherson. Uh, and as Ukrainian cities <clears throat> excuse me, suffer under increased aerial attacks, the U.S. Army is flexing its muscles with elite training exercises just a few miles from Ukraine's border. I assume this is in Poland, near the Ukraine, oh, Romania, that's right. Uh, near the Ukrainian-Romanian border, an elite air, airborne division is practicing for war, as a CBS film crew details days ago, and is ready to be called up a, uh, on a moment's notice. Just watch the, uh, watch the clip here. At a forward operating site, we watched as U.S. soldiers and Romanian troops pounded targets in a joint ground and air assault. The tank rounds and artillery fire are real. So is the enemy, meant to recreate the fight against Russian forces in Ukraine. A message to Russia and NATO allies alike, we're here. The real meaning for me to have the American troops here is like if you were to have allies in Normandy before any enemy was there. I'm, I'm sorry, what, his, his accent... Major General Iluyan e Berdil. Was he educated in the U.S. or something? Listen to that dialect. Is this like a? Is this? Is this like an American? But like they gave him a, a Romanian name. Listen to that. We're here. The real meaning for me to have the American troops here is like if you were to have allies in Normandy before any enemy was there. If you were, I mean, I know like my dialect is not that thick. My Swedish accent, I guess it is. But that holy shit, listen to that. To have the American troops here is to have the Amer to have the American troops here. <laughs> it's like really is that is that really the is that a Romanian here. general? Did they just put a puppet in place? <laughs> the real meaning for me to have the American troops here is yeah. Someone says it's a translator's voice. No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like that's it. Listen, it's a it's slightly out of sync, but that looks like it's him actually saying it, right? The real meaning. For me to have the American troops here. No, that's him. Like if you were to have allies in Normandy before any enemy was there. In all, roughly. And it's always Nazis, of course. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. It's basically Nazi Germany. Okay, like 4, okay, got it. In case, you in case you're wondering, like, who the bad guy is, you know, we can, can we just underline that again. So right? the 101st Screaming Eagles from Fort Campbell, Kentucky, have been deployed to reinforce NATO's eastern flank. You've had <clears> some people say he's Jewish. Opportunity to to watch, observe, and possibly study the Russians. Uh, can't they send out the uh, the trannies, the 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 first the tranny battalion? <clears throat> can we see? Can we see? Can we see them fighting in it? <laughs> what do you think of them so far? So we're uh, we're closely watching them. 
So we're building uh, objectives to, to practice against that replicate exactly what's going on in Ukraine. We're the closest American unit to the fighting in Ukraine. And what does that good good goy fight for Zog feel like? What does that mean? It uh, keeps us on uh, keeps us on our toes, right? So it makes my ready to fight tonight is a they message. Just, uh, they just get, okay, whatever. Uh, shut shut up, a meatbag. What was it? Uh, was it kissing error column? Uh, uh, what was it again? He said maybe maybe Chad has the uh, exact quote, but didn't he call them like it wasn't useless eaters. It was like they're dead military men or d dumb dead animals or something or just or dumb uh, pawns to be used or something. It was something to that effect. That's basically. <laughs> The way they're cutting him off right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Just go. Just go and die, will you? Uh, keeps us on our toes, right? So it makes my ready to fight tonight is a message that we've heard repeatedly. It's not just about defending NATO territory, but if the fight escalates and NATO partners are under threat, they're fully prepared to cross over into Ukrainian territory if ordered to do so. Back to you in the studio. Great. We're very excited about this. I think. Okay, so without going into a deeper, was there one more? Yeah, we'll check that one too. That without going to into like a deep analysis on this, because I did it in the latest Wake and Warrior, maybe a little bit more dry, if you will. But I think I still think it's very important. Check that out if you, you get the opportunity. Sign up for a membership. It's only ten bucks. We have like thousands of of shows in the archives for you guys as members, exclusive stuff over there. It's just ten bucks. Supports us as well. I did a. Uh, I did a, a longer piece about the multipolar world order, and that's why I have new new world order in the the graph there on the side. Because I because I think I think they will pull us right up to the edge of like nuclear war, but they will not, you know, push the trigger so to speak, and that is what's going to that's going to speed up the process of. Uh, the the United Nations as a as a more powerful global governance organization, I think that will speed up the people's desire to like to fix this international. We can't have a nuclear war. This is this isn't crazy. Look, look, I mean, it's very well that they could be actually like wanting to finish off Russia and put their you know people in place or whatever. But the multipolar world order that's rising up right now is a, is an old plan, right? Rockefeller talked about it. The World Economic Forum have talked about it. There's other influential groups and organizations that basically this. That's why that that in that video, you know, the World Economic Forum, like uh, how it'll be in 2030. That video that had the uh, uh, "You'll own nothing and you'll be happy." That that video, it had in it as well that that like there will be not a singular superpower, but it will be divided among many nations. Essentially, what I went through in the Weekend Warrior show is that we're seeing right now, we're, we're literally witnessing the decentralization of the global order. And that's very intentional. And it could very well be that the BRICS faction, if you will, and that's, yes, that's Russia and China and stuff, and they have their own problems. They're being weakened as well. But obviously, the U.S. is being weakened tremendously as well. I'm saying these are intentional. Um, what's the wording I'm looking for? Like... How, how to deflate the power that these countries hold in and of themselves in order to decentralize and have a multipolar world order in place by 2030. And it all looks like 
the Chinas of this world, the Russia of this world are all kind of playing ball in that uh, part as well. I'm not saying that the war is not real, the conflict is not real and all that stuff, but on the back end, much of the treatment about COVID was the same. The, the, the article is kind of interesting because it goes through these like of how on how many points the supposed enemies actually agree on implementing like great reset kind of stuff. Fourth Industrial Revolution. I didn't bring this in today, but I even had an article out of Russia today where they're pushing they're pushing bug eating there now, right? There was like their state, one of those state channels. It's on our Telegram. Go follow us on Telegram. T.U.Me for slash Red Ice TV. I post a lot of good stuff there too. But um, so it's very similar. Seemingly opposing systems have very many similar things that they line up on when it comes to like the overarching picture, right? So anyway, so that could very well be what's going on here as well. And I just want you to keep that in mind as you watch this stuff. Look, it could easily get out of control and I get that, and that could be, it could be, I'm not saying it's not real, but also just know that on the back end, most of these countries seem to be truly kind of lining up on the same page on a lot of things that you at least would assume they would be against, right, or fight against, or, or offer something that's slightly different. So I think this is part of the, the game plan of taking us more towards global governance and having a, having chaos, having crisis, having rumors of war and actual war and taking us to the brink of nuclear war is going to do nothing but speeding up that process, right? It's still insane what they're doing and the way they're arming Ukraine is still insane that uh, they're not sitting down at the negotiating table. It's insane that they're talking about false flags and dirty nukes and all that kind of stuff now. Uh, so it's just a bunch of lunatics involved in the, the whole scenario here, uh, to be honest. They're America's... They, they have... I played a clip in the weekend where a show of like how how they're telling 16 year old Swedish kids now that basically like you're gonna have to line up and like be part of the uh, readiness uh, structure and and defense mechanism if and when a war happens. They're whipping up tremendous fear right now, and they're interviewing these 16 year olds. They're getting letters home sent by the uh, uh, the ministry, I guess, or or authority for uh, for security and readiness. Get like oh you gotta you gotta be ready to hand out information and hand out food if the if the crisis comes if the war comes and all that stuff so i'm saying they're whipping up a lot of fear right now maybe at the end of the day they want to see a major conflict to again just kill a bunch of people <laughs> they, i think they want depopulation is still number one barring the in the west you have the covid vaccine in third world countries like africa and stuff you probably have a coming food shortage uh, that's going to lead to collapse of their populations. And and again, a consequence of that, you'll see mass migration waves on levels we've never seen before, streaming up to the Western uh, Hemisphere, essentially. Northern Hemisphere, I mean, and, and the West. Um, but then you have a potential, potentiality of a war, too. But someone said war is actually not that great to... It's not, it's not that great of a mechanism to kill a lot of people. Like, if you're a global elite, there's a lot of other things you can use. And, of course screwing with the supply chains and the food uh, food uh, supply is essentially the, the number one way you know to do this anyway here's a cbs clip here let's uh, check this one out too uh here we go they're america's go-to combat troops go 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 the soldiers of the 101st airborne division is this the same one no, it's a slightly different one. Okay, okay, just check. Go-to combat troops. Go, 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 go! The soldiers of the 101st Airborne Division, now the closest no, no. U.S. forces to the fight in Ukraine. 
Yeah, Rumbo on the Entropy chat says, Military men are dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns for foreign policy. I was at foreign policy, you said, but yeah, thank you, Rumbo. That's that's basically it, what uh, Kissinger said. We join Colonel Edwin Mathedis and Brigadier General John Lubis on board a Black Hawk helicopter where we flew along the coast of the Black Sea, across those same waters from Russian-held territory in Ukraine, including Crimea. What is the what if? What are you preparing for? We got two major tasks, right? To, to assure our allies and deter our adversaries from doing anything. Fully aware those adversaries have eyes on everything this close. That part of it? That's the tire part, man. That's the whole deter aspect, right? They know that we're here. They know that we're ready. We're just coming within three, three and a half miles of the Ukrainian border. In fact, that city behind us is in Ukraine. We're right on the edge of NATO territory. We reach a forward operating site to watch forces of the 101st Screaming Eagles in joint exercises with Romanian troops. Tanks, artillery, open fire with live rounds. A drill designed to replicate the exact battle conditions in Ukraine. Roughly 4,700 soldiers of the 101st have been sent from Fort Campbell, Kentucky to reinforce NATO's eastern flank on war footing. This is a full deployment. Yeah, this is not a training deployment. This is a combat deployment for us. We understand that we need to be ready to fight tonight, uh, depending on how the situation es escalates across the border. In this case, that border includes the Black Sea right behind <clears throat> us. This marks the first time the 101st Airborne Division has been headquartered here in Europe since World War II. The general told us that symbolism yep. is not lost on his soldiers. Nora? Charlie Daggett in Romania. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so there you go. So good uh, good times. Uh, war is in the air. Folks, can you smell can you smell the rotting bodies and the nukes? Ay ay ay. Uh Henrik, how do you feel about Laura, Laura Loomer speaking at Amron and grifting off <coughs> whites? I think it'll be a, like a two-split audience there, to be honest. Um, some will be really happy about it, and I think some will be unhappy about it. <laughs> it could be an interesting, uh, could be an interesting time, uh, for sure. All right, so I want to end on this a little more. Uh, let's uh, scale, scale back on some of the insanity and uh, look at some interesting finds in while well, we're kind of in that part of the world, not quite Romania, but uh, Czech, the Czech Republic. Uh, so a little bit of different flavor here. Uh, interesting find from our uh, collective uh, prehistory. Some uh, some fun uh, Indo-European or Indo-Aryan uh, style uh, stuff that they found uh, in Prague. This, there's been some news stories about this over the last uh, uh, last last month or so here, and uh, this is this is in a region where they they've been doing uh, digs and stuff going back uh, at over a decade at least. Um, Located in the district of Vinosh or Vinor, was it Vinor? Vinosh? I'm not sure how it pronounced. On the outskirts of the city of uh, of Prague in the Czech Republic, experts are hoping that the research will reveal more information about these mysterious ancient structures. It's going to be some old school stuff that we uh, built way back here, uh, predating uh, the pyramids. So I had a 
a little clip here together. I guess it's more like a radio segment, but I cut that together uh, with at least a couple of uh, uh, graphics and a animation of what they think one of the structures looked like. Uh, archaeologists in Prague uncover ancient Neolithic structure. I always find this kind of stuff interesting as, and, and things like that too. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying it as well. Going back to the Neolithic, so uh, check this out here. Roundels are large circular structures from the Neolithic period that were constructed between 4600 and 4900 BC that makes them the oldest monumental buildings in Europe, far older than the Egyptian pyramids or England's Stonehenge. One such roundel is currently being examined in Prague's district of Vinoš. So far, research has shown that the structure is exceptionally well preserved. Archaeologists were surprised to discover intact remains of the palisade troughs into which the central wooden structure was originally embedded. Despite these findings, it is still unclear what purpose these structures have served, says Miroslav Kraus, who is in charge of the research. One such theory is that it could have been used as an economic centre, a centre of trade. It could also have been a centre of some religious cult, where rites of passage or rituals connected to the time of year were performed. Roundels were built during the Stone Age, when people had not yet discovered iron. The only tools they could use were made of stone and... People, you mean uh, Europeans? <clears throat> ...animal bones. To date, around 200 roundels have been found all over Central Europe, with 35 of them located on the territory of the Czech Republic. The roundel in Vinot, which measures 55 metres in diameter, has an unusual floor plan with three separate entrances. What makes its research unique is that archaeologists have uncovered the structure almost in its entirety, says Mr. Kraus. We have the opportunity to uncover nearly the whole structure, or rather what remained of it. At the same time, I should note that part of the structure was revealed back in the 1980s during the laying of gas and water pipelines. Thanks to the extent of the research, archaeologists will be able to take samples for dating and analysis from various parts of the original structure, says Mr. Kraus. It would be great to discover something that would indicate the actual function of the building. However, it is very unlikely since none of the previously researched roundels had revealed such information. It would be great also to find something that would suggest its real age. So far, radiocarbon dating of samples collected from roundels has put their age somewhere between 4,900 years to 4,600 years BC. That is a pretty wide time span. The research of the Vinot Roundel is due to carry on until the end of September. Archaeologists have previously discovered a Neolithic settlement northeast of the Roundel that had been used for 300 to 400 years. All right, so we uh, we wasn't Kangs, we are. Uh, Kings, how about that? A very long history of architecture, right? Being early with the architecture as well. I, I don't know how we would match up against something like the Gubleki Tepe in Turkey or whatnot, but you know, you have a band of these these people coming across. Uh, 
it's kind of interesting to be honest and um if you even look at the the round structure it just dawned on me too it's like okay these are here's the guy digging it out i guess if you look at somewhat the style like from above that you can see right there it, it very much looks like there's like three openings right that's the that's the difference i'd say so it's round in between but it reminds me of those the the viking fortresses essentially uh in telebori you have that in denmark right very much it's funny because that's like just straight up like the sun the sun cross as well the one there had three but this one has like the fourth can i go full screen here right, anyway uh these are great and the, you know these are like you know fortifications um for war for protection right body means you know castle and uh or fortification and inside of these as well you had structures and you have longhouses and things like that so it's very i'm not saying that is it's the same thing but it's obviously a tradition of that being passed down and being used all the way up until the viking age and and, and beyond which is kind of interesting to be honest there's some other stuff there too we don't have time today to go in th into that uh but the first time i've heard of these roundels like that i'm not sure if there's a uh like a Kurgan style to this, if they have burial uh, burial mounds and things like that inside of there. But uh, anyway, I'll look into that some more. Um, but again, you know, we have we have no culture, we have no uh, <laughs> we have no historical uh, you know claim to these lands and stuff. We only have uh, some of the uh, older than the, the the pyramids and going back to the Stone Age, the the, the Neolithic period. You know what I mean? All right, guys. Hope you enjoy that. Something different at the end here. Uh, want to thank you for tuning in today. These are some of the topics that we always like to cover, of course. Hope you enjoy that. We're going to be back with more here soon. But uh, in the meantime, I want to say thank you to our executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Shocky Milk. Thank you for tuning in today. Shocky, good to see you. French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Obunga, Fetch Me If You Can, Mongoose. And also to our producers, Mr. Walker 696, Johansson, and Leroy Dumond, thank you guys. We appreciate you. If you want to uh, help us out, I think we're up at 14 now, I think. I got to tally it up, right? But uh, if you do want to uh, support us, we're going to seek to get a uh, higher full-time editor here. I think we're when we're around 20 or so executive producers, uh, we're going to be looking for that guy. Uh, this will help us to produce more and better material. So if you want to help us reach the next phase and put some uh, resources uh, our way towards that, please consider getting an executive or a producer, uh, an executive producer or a producer membership, if you will, over at Subscribestar. You can actually also do it at uh, Odyssey right now, too. That's uh, it's actually turns out to be a very good uh, option for us. And I, I think Odyssey is much better. It, it's what it looks like so far, much better on the fees. Um, fr frankly, Subscribestar can be kind of, <laughs> kind of a ripoff, to be honest, on the fees front. Um, so we are definitely encouraging people to use uh, Odyssey because more, more, it's more for us at the end and not the the, the middleman, if you will, right? So anyway, odyssey.com slash at TV. And if you're over there and if you're angry over the fact that we have a, some, some members content behind a paywall, well, that obviously means you like our stuff and you want to see it. So if you want to see it, why not support it so we can do more of it and make it better and bring more people aboard, okay? So it's 10 bucks a month. If you sign up for a one-time payment uh, over at RedEyesMembers.com right now, you can get a longer sub as well. We have up to two years and it gets cheaper. It's almost 40%, closer to 40, 35% off uh, if you sign up for a two-year subscription. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, but uh, no, Odyssey turns out to be a very good one. We're, we're uploading some older content there too. Obviously, we want people to fill up the entire archives over there. We won't be able to go back to 2006 and fill up all the members' content and stuff like that. So if you do sign up over at Odyssey, 
we'll trickle in some older stuff there too and 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 you know some more recent exclusive uh, stuff as soon as there's a moment over we'll fill that up with members content as well but uh if you want to see that and if you're angry that it's behind a paywall, please consider supporting us and helping us out because it does uh, make a difference if we get uh, enough of you guys signing up for a membership. Uh, there is a much easier aspect for us to continue to grow and uh, make our productions better. Do shorter clips and stuff like that. If you do longer shows, but there's you know clips you can do inside of those shows and and make the, those into their own videos. And all of that takes a lot of time. It's just it's just a fact. We're we're over overworked and undermanned, and there's not enough uh, hours in the day. I want to spend some time with uh, with with my boys as well. I could sit here all all night and all day, but uh, we prefer to. Um, uh, have a life is on top on top of this. I spend as much time as possible on this anyway. Uh, but it would be great to have an additional uh, helping hand. So please consider that in all seriousness. If you like what we do, uh, please get a membership. So subscribestore.com slash TV, odyssey.com slash at TV. Um, sub sorry, subscribe sorry is slash red ice, not red ice TV, just slash red ice. Uh, all of the links there is up on redicemembers.com. If you don't have an account, sign up. It's very easy. We don't need your re real name or anything like that. Uh, just a any username and any email you have, and that's it. There's no link between the two. Uh, sign up over there and uh, get a membership. We have some more options uh, on the member side as well. Uh, if you want to use those, such as uh, Entropy, you can use the Cash app, you can use the e-check option that we have. We do accept crypto, uh, and you can send a mail or a letter in the mail as well if you uh, prefer to do it that way. Uh, just one thing, always remember to send us an email, let us know how you've signed up and what your username is on redhousematters.com so we can link up and activate your account and stuff like that. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us today. It was good to see you. Let me double check that we don't have anything here right at the end. I think we're caught up. Yes, caught up there, caught up there. Okay, boys and girls. So we'll be back Friday with Flashback Friday, kind of as usual. Sunday, we'll be doing our Halloween stream, our annual Halloween stream. That's We haven't decided on the time yet, but probably roughly around the same time we do the streams. Uh, and uh, then we'll go from uh, there, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much today for Super Chatter. If you are a producer, executive producer, can't do this without your support. We'll be back with more soon. Keep fighting, everybody, and uh, stay white-pilled. We'll see you, boys and girls, later. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.